We are gathered here today to mourn the loss of Aaron Rodgers' Achilles and the 2023 NFL New York Jets season. Let us all now bow our heads. F that. We got a season to talk about here. Hello and welcome to episode 186 of Just Jets. What is going on? I am your host, Matt O'Leary, for a very bizarre episode of episode number 186 of the Just Jets podcast. Uh, It's bizarre for a few reasons because uh, this is maybe the most somber victory Monday, Tuesday that there ever was because of the circumstances of this game. Obviously, episode comes out on Wednesday, uh, but this is going to be a very heavy focus on the Aaron Rodgers reaction and what is next for the New York Jets here uh, on the 2023 NFL season. As I mentioned in the cold open, you can't just throw in the towel. You can't just give up. But I mean, I'll be lying to you if I said I wasn't sad today and there's not going to be a what if factor surrounding with this team. We will get into that. I have an interview with my man Corey you might remember Corey from uh, the NFL schedule release he was the one who was our plug for the Jets schedule we got him back on the theme is fan reaction today so I thought why not talk to him Uh, why not talk to some Jet fans I want to get the perspective of someone who was in the building last night uh, and we got your voicemails to close out the show but Let us first start with a word from our sponsor. Today, we're here with a sponsor for your bundle of joy. No, we're not talking about your kid. Come on now. We're talking about your baby makers. That's right. Today's show is brought to you by Manscaped. But just like the babies, your delicate little guys have sensitive skin and deserve products that are not only skin safe, but made with safe ingredients. That matters, too. That's where Manscaped's platinum package comes in, guys, from razors to shower care. This package goes above and beyond with the gold standard for your body hair. So treat your beautiful boys to the world's finest toys at manscaped.com and use my code JETS20, that is J-E-T-S-2-0, for 20% off and free shipping. Pick yourself up something nice over at manscaped.com. All right, let's hop into the episode uh, and start with, again, as I mentioned, this is a weird victory feeling for the New York Jets. Uh, you I, a wild range of emotions that we'll take each other through on this episode. We'll kind of I don't know if commiserates the right word, but kind of just process this together because uh, what was supposed to be a really fun season led by Aaron Rodgers, it still can be a really fun season. And there are a lot of things to talk about from yesterday's game or Monday's game. Excuse me. I got to stop doing that. Uh, that were really good and were really fun. But you lose Aaron Rodgers in the process and like right instantly out of the gate too. It wasn't like, Oh, you know, you got four games of Aaron Rodgers. You got a half of Aaron Rodgers. You got two series of Aaron Rodgers. You got your fill. No, you had four plays. That was it. Four plays, a Brees hall run, uh, a throw away and a sack. Um, Just unbelievable that this is how it happened. And we got the Aaron Rodgers jersey hanging up behind us. The pregame ceremony comes out. Aaron Rodgers is running out with the American flag. MetLife was jumping. The fans were into it. The light show was going absolutely bonkers. It was an unbelievable scene. An absolutely unbelievable scene at MetLife Stadium. And the crowd is going berserk. The Jets defense plays well right out of the gate. Josh Allen is, is uh, they pick up a first down uh, and then they force a Jets defense forces a punt. They get the ball. You get the huge Brees Hall run. All right, the Jets offense, you're moving and grooving a penalty even on Tyler Conklin. And then you hold your breath. And then you hold your breath. Aaron Rodgers goes down with a sack. He gets up and you're like, all right, and he got up slowly. And then he sits back down and rolls back and you your heart just sinks. It sinks. It really, like, that was my feeling. My There was a lump in my throat the remainder of the game, and it didn't matter some of the other nice things that happened because it was what's happening with Aaron, what is happening with the quarterback. And, again, in a year where the expectation was that they can compete for a division and that they can compete for a championship, that is instantaneously, without warning, taken away. I don't know why. I'm still trying to process why or how. Um, 
but it doesn't feel fair. It feels like you were robbed of what was supposed to be, again, a really fun season. And I get it. Like in the, in the open, I talked about it. Like there are still things about this team that excite me. And there are still things about this team that are worthwhile to tune in every single week. But Jet fans were predicting 11, 12 plus wins for this team with Aaron Rodgers. And you swap Aaron Rodgers and go to Zach Wilson and it's going to change. Even if the Jets make a move, whether it be signing a Carson Wentz or signing a Colt McCoy or trading for a Jacoby Brissett or uh, trading for a Jameis Winston, whatever that is, it's not going to be the same. This team was built for Rodgers, and they lost them on the first series of the game. It's almost unbelievable. It's, it's really unfathomable. And I had people in all walks of life Football fans, non-football fans, just people reaching out to me, asking how how we were doing with it. And I'm not the only Jets fan. Every single Jet fan I know has kind of just been in this weird, hazy fog for almost 24 hours now at the time of recording this. Uh, and, and you're just like, is this real? Is this a dream? And that's, I guess, the irony is that this through this whole process, it felt like a dream where Aaron Rodgers, a uh, Hall of Fame quarterback, undoubtedly a top 10 quarterback of all time, wants to come and play for this franchise. And they have this year where they're going all in for it, and he gets hurt. Now, you could work in, on, in some positive spins, and now maybe that's where I'll try to work in some positive spins. The Jets won't be losing their first-round pick in this year's draft. Rodgers won't be playing 65% of the snaps. He will instead be... Uh, or 70, whatever the hell the number was. He is well under that. So it'll be a second-round pick going to um, the the Green Bay Packers, and they will hold on to that first-rounder. And I don't necessarily expect it to be a top, top high, high pick. I don't think it'll be in the late 20s either. I think it'll be somewhere in the middle of that first round. Uh, and there'll be another debate and another topic of what the Jets should do. Do they take a quarterback? Do they take an offensive lineman? Where, what's the direction that they go? And there's going to be a long, long, long time to talk about these things and to get into those things, but I'm not ready to do it yet, and I don't necessarily want to do it yet, especially because pretty much from, what, November of last year on, so November, December, January, February, early March. So almost five months, almost half a year in 2022 into early 2023, we spent talking about and debating amongst Jet fans who the right choice was at quarterback for this New York Jets team. They land Aaron Rodgers. There's the excitement. Uh, there's, you know, the whole training camp, uh, just everything that has to do with this team and the excitement surrounding this team going into the year. And it's got instantaneously gone. And I think the fan, you know, reaction last night is valid. However you want to react, I'm not going to tell a Jet fan how to react in this moment. There are people who want to just completely rally behind Zach Wilson and say this is going to be fine. Zach Wilson proved people wrong. And I, I, I get it. I understand where those people are. There's people saying uh, that they're, you know, really upset and they're miserable and that the season's going to be over. And... I understand that perspective on it as well. I'm going to try to be as positive as I can be right now, um, but I'm having a hard time, you know, just talking through it. This is what I, you know, I do. You guys, whether you like it or not, you signed up for it because, uh, you know, this is kind of my, this is my therapy. It's therapeutic to me to talk through these things on my Jets fandom. And that's what Jets fandom and fandom in general should be about is, you have this community, whether it be, you know, in real life or online, where you are able to go to to talk about your feelings on your team. And right now, I'm struggling with my feelings on this team, the team that I cover every single day of my life that I, get, I wake up in the morning and figure out, all right, what am I going to talk about today with this team? And after months of being excited about talking about Aaron Rodgers, that's immediately gone immediately gone and it changes things even the most optimistic of fans you want to believe that uh, that Zach Wilson could you know be revived and could you know Mark Sanchez manage this team to a playoff berth crazier things have happened but I think even the the most optimistic of fan would tell you that 
you know, obviously with Aaron Rodgers, the the ceiling for the ultimate finish of this team is much, much, much higher and much different. And, you know, my hope is that this team could still, you know, uh, maybe sneak into a wild card spot, but that was not the expectation 48 hours ago. 48 hours ago was let's go on national TV, let's make a statement against a division rival. And they did to an extent. I guess we could get into to that, but, you know, it's just the whole kind of reaction from this first game is even without Aaron Rodgers, this felt like the things that got you excited in 2022. This felt like a carbon copy game of the 2022 New York Jets, which at times was really fun, but at times was also frustrating as all hell because the offense couldn't do a damn thing. So defensively, five sacks. They put up five sacks. The defensive line was all over the place. Uh, John Franklin Myers had a sack and eight pressures in the game. Quinnen Williams looked like an absolute stud. Uh, Jermaine Johnson had a sack and was very you know noticeable in this game. Defense did its job. They allowed, they allowed 16 points. They created four turnovers in this game, three interceptions and a fumble loss from Josh Allen. Allen was a turnover machine, and it's something that he has happened with him against this team in particular the last couple of years. Last year, you know, there's no denying. Buffalo Bills, great team. Josh Allen, great quarterback. For whatever reason, when they go up against the New York Jets, the Jets play them tough, especially this Robert Sala defense. We saw it last year. The Jets won a game because they ran the football and played excellent, excellent defense. That was their recipe to a win last year with the New York Jets and, and Zach Wilson leading the helm. And this year was more of the same. It was that defensive line that was getting home. It was Jordan Whitehead making three interceptions. And we got to give credit to Jordan Whitehead in this game. Three picks. That would lead the New York Jets based on what last year's numbers. LaMarcus Joyner led the way with interceptions. And Whitehead, I thought, struggled in his first year with the New York Jets. He did. But he got off to a hot start against an, a really good team and a division rival. Brees Hall came back and went over 100 rushing yards on his first two carries. Brees Hall's an alien. Brees Hall is an absolute alien. For him to be able to come back, and he finished with well over 100 yards. He had a nice long reception as well. I am I, blown away by what this guy can do. And we know that Brees isn't even 100% yet. What is he going to look like when he's 100% as the year goes on? Could be very, very special. Could be special. Now, Dalvin was a quieter game for Dalvin Cook, I thought, last night. Wasn't really all that active. And a part of it, I think, is just because, well, they had to go to their backup quarterback and the plan went out the window uh, for the New York Jets. They got punched in the mouth right away and it was nearly a knockout blow. Uh, You had the really bad Zach Wilson interception in the first half, but it was a little bit better in the second half. And if you can get second half Zach Wilson the rest of the way, then that's your recipe to, you know, be right there and be in the mix for a wild card spot. You just can't have the catastrophic I'm going to melt down game. You could have the game that he played against the second half that he played against Buffalo last night. You could have the game that he played against Buffalo last year, the game he played against Miami last year, the game that he played against the Green Bay Packers last year. What you can't have is the meltdown against Jacksonville and the meltdowns against the New England Patriots. Still have the Patriots twice on the schedule because you're only one game into your season. Uh, and uh, he has been absolutely owned by Bill Belichick so far in his career. There were a few nice throws from Zach Wilson. The specific one that stands out to me is a 22-yard strike to Alan Lazard. That was wild. Uh, But then there was some not-so-nice moments where he's running 30 yards behind the line of scrimmage, running for his life. Can't happen. That can't still be going on in year three. I thought we got rid of that. I thought we ditched bailing on pockets and just running away. Can't do that. Wasn't acceptable at any point. You give him a little bit of a pass early on in his career, but we're 23 games into NFL career now. That's That ship has sailed. You don't get to do that anymore. And then he had a really bad interception. Kudos to him for calling out the Garrett Wilson fade route. He saw that he had one-on-one coverage and changed out of a run play and threw the fade route to Garrett. That was cool. That I would absolutely sign up of uh, sign up for for more of. Uh, this year 
Get the ball in Garrett Wilson's hand. Just throw it his way. He is going to make a play. He's a star. Garrett Wilson, if he proved anything, that it's that last night, he is a star in this league. He's truly, truly special player. A really exciting piece for this offense. And that catch was spectacular. It was an extraordinary play that he made on the football, and he's someone else that you could be extremely, extremely excited about. And then how about Xavier Gibson? Running the ball back, running the touchdown back. That's why he made the roster. And Chaz Surratt opening up the block. That's why he was active in this scheme for his special teams value. How about Jeremy Ruckert out there blocking on the long Brees Hall run for 80-plus yards? Each one of these guys played a role in the Jets' win. There's a lot of little things to like, and I thought Robert Sala managed that game really well. We had question marks about Robert Sala as a game manager. I think he handled things well, all things considered. He was aggressive and went for it on fourth down in plus territory to try to kill the game. They ended up settling for a field goal anyway, but they iced more clock, which was, again, the right decision. You have the, the quarterback just fall forward. You have all the momentum. Do it. And they went out there and they executed it, and that's exciting. That is really, really exciting. But now you have to look for another quarterback to get in here, whether to replace Zach Wilson or just to back up Zach Wilson because Tim Boyle is not a realistic backup option. He cannot be anything more than this team's QB3. So you have to go out there and now decide. Do you want to bring in Colt McCoy? Do you want to bring in Carson Wentz? Carson Wentz scares the life out of me. I would not want to do that. And I think he's... You know, proven uh, as a as a bad locker room guy. He's bouncing around the league now. He'll be on his third team in three years. There's a reason why things ended so abruptly in both Indianapolis and Washington. He wasn't really taking so kindly to being the second fiddle role. It's been said multiple times by guys around the league that uh, Carson Wentz not necessarily the best locker room presence. A little bit of a little bit of a diva. Don't want that. I, I could really do without that. You talked about clearing out some bad apples. That'd be one to clear out. No, thank you. Colt McCoy, Brissett, Gardner Minshew, someone else in here who could maybe step in in this need. But such a weird feeling now. And the only comparison is 1999. I talked about the 98 Jets. was only three years old when it happened, but that 1999 team had high expectations. You just went to the AFC title game. You're pretty much running it back. Quarterback gets hurt immediately right out of the gate and seemingly, uh, you know, derailing what was supposed to be a Super Bowl season. They were picked to go to, they were popular picked to go to Super Bowl that year. They still played tough, mind you. They didn't just completely, you know, bow out. They went eight and eight that year because they're really well coached. Um, But the quarterback play was a big reason why they were not able to do much better than that. They had Ray Lucas. When they finally went to Ray Lucas, they were much, much better. He was six and three as a starter. Rick Meyer was two and four. Uh, But Ray Lucas, man, that was it. Once they made the decision to go to him, they played much better football, six and three. I don't know what the Jets are going to do. I really don't, but it's, uh, it's a tough one today. It's been a tough week. Dallas coming up on Sunday. Tough opponent there. We'll have more coverage on previewing that game. It's a short week going from Monday to a Sunday game. Uh, we'll have more, obviously, coverage and expectations for that one as the game nears. But immediate initial thought, immediate reaction, watching them do what they did on Sunday Night Football in MetLife Stadium against the Giants. That defense is legit. So recipe should probably be the same in this game. Low scoring, defensive battle would be my guess. All right, let's go to the interview with my man, Corey, to continue to get the pulse on New York Jet fans. All right, I would like to welcome back on the show my man, Corey. I had him on with the schedule release. This is our guy. This is our schedule plug. Uh, And apparently now is our post-Aaron Rodgers disaster plug as well uh, Corey, how are you doing today man uh yeah like not great you know you know pretty depressed actually um sad depressed angry um a lot of emotions i think uh you know last night was uh was it was a, a whirlwind of emotions right the, the the punt return for a touchdown was amazing but obviously rogers going <laughs> down was uh was tough it was real tough yeah that's i don't know 
what else to possibly say like this whole episode that we're doing today is like jet fan reaction so i think it's perfect that we kind of just talk through emotions because it was literally right out of the gate you had four plays of, like you didn't even get a tease of like oh that was a really good half or oh that was a fun three four games and they looked really good he, he had zero zero passing yards one passing attempt that was incomplete yep. that's that's all you get from aaron Rodgers. yeah i know it it's crazy because going into the game just last night i, I don't know if you were there I, I was there um up in section 308 and um it was electric um before the game in the parking lot, walking into the stadium, you know, pre-kick, um, pre-kick right before, you know, the guys came out of the locker room, Aaron Rodgers coming out with the, with the flag, the light show, the fans were, were, were going crazy. It was electric. Um, you know, then, you know, the bills come out, uh, you know, getting the punt Rodgers comes in and you think, all right, here we go. And then, you know, Brees Hall rips off that 25 yard run. And then two plays later, he goes down. And at first, I, I think a lot of us, at least from where we were sitting, were like, all right, maybe he rolled his ankle, he'll tape it up, he'll come back. Then, you know, we, we were, I was watching the blue tent because our seat's behind the uh, Jets sideline. He was in there for a while. Tent wasn't moving. Then you see the cart come out, and, and you think the absolute worst. And, and, it, and it was, it was the, the absolute worst. You know, tearing an Achilles tendon, you know, you know reminiscing 1999 with, with, with Vinny Testaverde, you know. Time is a flat circle. I, I mean, I don't know what else to say other than that because uh, it, it's basically the same story, right? As '99, you know, coming into the season, one of the one of the one of the best teams in the AFC, picked picked to go to the Super Bowl by by a lot of people. Vinny Testaverde blows his Achilles tendon. Season's over. Um, same thing, you know, same exact thing. Um, and now, now, where do you go from here, right? Because they did win the game, right? It, it, it was it was, and credit to Salah, credit to Hack it, credit to Ulbrich and and the rest of the coaching staff to keep those guys focused because when he went out of the game, the stadium just felt uh if for, for a while at least felt dead. It, it didn't feel like we it didn't didn't feel like they could win. Didn't feel like they could really do anything on offense. The defense was still playing great, um, but you just you just felt like the offense wasn't going to do anything. Um, so the ending of the game was, uh, was wild <laughs> and, you know, Gibson running, talk about a movie ending too. Gibson returning that touchdown is, is crazy. Um, you know, the hard knock story of him making the team as an undirected free agent, him running it back for the touchdown was, was awesome. And it, the, people were jumping around, throwing beers in the air, uh, insane. But then I think we all, I think all Jets fans felt, Jets fans felt the same, elated, wonderful, get back to your car in the parking lot. And then you kind of the reality washes over you and you're like, wow, Rogers is done. So. Yeah, I was from, I was from home watching this one and kind of like went through similar, you know, emotions. It happens and he's coming off the field. And I think the same thing, like, all right, it's a couple plays. Like that's, that stinks, whatever. But you know, maybe Wilson finishes out the drive and then Rogers goes right back in after, but you were, you mentioned it and it was obvious through the TV. Number one, the stadium was absolutely electric before the game. And through that first drive, it was loud. It was intense. It was awesome. They did a great job. And then you re like you said, you felt the air get sucked out. And it was like that nervous tension energy that was going around. I mean, same thing in my, same thing in my living room to the stadium, but I could only imagine what it was like at the stadium when they see the cart come out for Aaron Rodgers and he goes wheeling into the locker room. Yeah. I think, I think once the cart came out um, and even when he was walking off the field, cause he had to be helped off the field by some trainers. But when the cart came out, I think everyone was clearly, he wasn't coming back in the game last night. Um, and then, you know, then he goes to the locker room. Then you have all the fantasy doctors on Twitter, possibly Liz Frank, maybe his ankle rolled. That, then the Achilles thing starts coming up. Oh, his, his calf popped definitely an Achilles. And then obviously after the game, you know, Salah confirms it. So, I mean, absolute worst case scenario happened. You know, Rodgers is done for the year. Um, and now we have to move on. I I'll say one thing too, right? It's it's crazy because coming into yesterday before the game, uh, you know, a lot of people have the Jets winning the Super Bowl. A lot of people have the Jets winning the division or going to the, going to the Super Bowl, winning the AFC. Um, and as a, as a Jets fan, as someone who's, op you know, who's optimistic, but, but, cautiously right I understand this team I've watched them you know I'm 30 years old I've watched them for, for over 25 years understand that usually with this team when it's too good to be true it is um 
even with Rodgers, I wasn't necessarily sold that we would win a Super Bowl, right? But I think it's pretty clear that it's pretty clear that yesterday, the way the defense played, the way Brees Hall was running the ball, the way the you know the Garrett Wilson looked, the way special teams looked. If Rodgers is your quarterback for the rest of this year, I don't know. I don't. I think they're the best team in the AFC. I mean, look, the Bengals looked horrible last week. The Chiefs looked horrible last week. You beat the Bills at home last night. They didn't look good. The Dolphins looked very good. The Chargers can still score. But with that defense, the the, the, the coaching and Rodgers, it, I don't know I don't know what other team would have been better than us in the AFC. That's now, a tough, yeah, that's a tough part. Because with the, with the defense, you saw it and through a majority of the game. Like it was 13-6 for a lot of that game. And it was like, oh, my God. It's a one-score game, but it feels like you're down 20 because the offense can't move the ball and do anything. I feel like we just got in a time machine and went back to last year. This is the same issues you're having in 2022 where you have a stellar defense and they go three games in a row without scoring a touchdown to close the year. Yeah, no, you're 100% right. And it's and I, I think that's the worst part of it too, right? Obviously, Rodgers being out is horrible, but I think the fact that clearly we had it and and now and now he's he's gone um, is super tough. But now, now where do we go from here, right? Because Salah said it last night, Zach's our quarterback moving forward. Um, I think uh, – you know, you're not going to get a quarterback from, from another team that's going to come in and, and start, right? The the other 31 stars in the NFL, um, no one's trading you their quarterback, right? I think Bill Parcells said this after Vinny got hurt, right? The, no one's going to feel feel sorry for you, right? This is the NFL. Um, no one's give, no one's going to say, hey, yeah, you want a quarterback? We'll give you a quarterback for free, no problem. It's not going to happen, right? So where do you go, right? So if, if Zach's going to be going to be your starter, fine, understandably so. What's out there, Right. In, ter- in terms of backups, that someone's willing to trade you, right? Do you really want to give a third or fourth round pick, though, to someone? Because that's what they're going to ask for, because that's what I would have thought was another team. You're desperate, right? You want a backup quarterback? Sure, give me a third round pick. You know, on the radio this morning, I was listening to Barton Hahn. I think Bart was saying, you know, Minshew and 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 um, Brissett. All right, fine, understandably. You know, decent quarterbacks have done some things in the NFL. Are they that much better than Zach Wilson? Especially, you know, they don't know the offense. They haven't been here for the last – they haven't been here at all. They don't know any of the guys. Do you really want to trade a third or fourth round pick where you may need that next year for, for a guy who may never even play this year? Is that, you know, probably sure. If that's what you want to do, great. But I think Zach Wilson right now is probably your best bet. And then in terms of signing someone, I mean, I don't know, Colt McCoy, you know, Carson Wentz, um, Nick Foles. I, I, don't, I don't really know what's out there. There's not really much out there. It's it's really tough. If they were to make a trade, I think it would be uh, a couple of weeks before that guy's like good to get. Like you can't trade for someone today and be like, oh, good luck. You're starting against Dallas in four. Right. Like it doesn't work like that. Correct. So it's gonna take a little bit. Uh, and I think we'll really have to, you know, take a look here at Zach and see if we've seen that improvement that they, you know, talked about him sitting behind Aaron Rodgers. There were. He had a couple of nice throws yesterday. He had a couple moments where you go, oh, my God, this looks like the guy we've seen in these first two years. I, I think it's going to look a lot like the 2009 Jets where they are going to play stellar defense. They're going to run the crap out of the football, and they're not going to let their quarterback lose the game for them. I mean, 100%. I mean, I mean, I mean that's, that's essentially what they did last night up, up until the end when they, when they needed to score a touchdown. That's what happened, right? They, they did a lot of two, t- two tight end, three tight end sets, ran the ball effect, very effectively. Brees Hall, who – People are like, oh, he's only 60, 70%. Looked, uh, if he's 60 or 70% now, like, what is, when he's 100%, he's going to be Walter Payton. I mean, he looked awesome last night, right? You know, Garrett Wilson is still Garrett Wilson. Lazard had a couple nice catches. Um, I don't, Hardman didn't play at all, but I think that was really because of the scheme. Because I, I think at that point, um, like you said, they, 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 were, they were running two, three tight end sets. They wanted to run the ball, understandably. So I think. You know, now looking forward to next week against Dallas, they have a great defense. I think it's going to be a lot of the same as last night. I think, like you said, they're going to they're going to play they're going to try to play defense. They're going to run the ball. Maybe you get a couple of turnovers from Dak Prescott, and you see what happens. Yeah, and unfortunately, we just saw the Dallas Cowboys put a pretty big beat down on the New York Giants with that defense looking absolutely spectacular. That that matchup of that defensive line and specifically Micah Parsons going up against this offensive line and Zach Will, it, you feel different. Really, really different with Zach Wilson in this uh, in this upcoming game uh, than you would have with Aaron Rodgers, which is, you know, again, really unfortunate because you feel like with Rodgers, you have a chance in every single game you play. And yeah, with this defense, you you have a chance, but it's it's a totally different feel now without him in the lineup. 
A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, like you said, I think, I think at the end of the day, this coach staff, it, it, like you said, just like Oh nine, they're not going to let They're not going to put the game to Zach Wilson's hands unless they absolutely have to, they're not going to do it. And, and, and that's just uh, right now. That's, that's the smart thing to do because like you said, last night he was up and down, he had a few good throws. He had an interception where you're shaking your head. I think he was, I think he had like what, like 66% completion percentage, which for him is actually pretty good. Uh, I think it was the second best completion percentage he had in his entire career. Uh, I mean, if he if he could do that every game, keep don't turn the ball over. You'll have a shot to win every game on, just because of the defense alone. Um, and it, this and the schedule does start to soften up after the bye. So I, I think you have to recalibrate as a fan, and you need to say, all right, listen. Going into last night, the expectation was a deep run to the playoffs in the Super Bowl. Now, what's the expectation? I think I think it's I think it's very realistic that they can get between any anywhere between seven to, to nine wins. I think you could sneak into the playoffs as a wild card with Zach Wilson as your quarterback. I, I don't see them winning the division anymore, especially the way Miami looks. Um, but I think they can get a wild card just like last year, playing into December meaningful games. The defense is going to keep you in it. Can Zach Wilson make enough plays for you to win a couple games? You know, and you go to and if, if you can get to the playoffs with Zach, you never know when you get to the playoffs, right? But but I, but I I think that's I think that's what the expectation is now. Yeah, I think that I think you hit it on the head. Obviously, you know you have division and Super Bowl expectations with Rodgers, and now it, that takes a significant hit. I think that a lot of it goes out the window. But if they can find their way to nine wins, you might have a chance to sneak in as the seven seed. And once you get in, you you never know. And we saw the Jets go on the road and have some upset wins in the playoffs. You know, the last time they got in in two thousand nine and twenty ten, that's exactly what they did. It's just it's so deflating with all the the hype and the um, you know the excitement that was there this offseason. We spent six months covering since Aaron Rodgers said it. You know, he's going to come back and he wants to play for the Jets through the trade, through the offseason, hard knocks, training camp, all that. And you snap, you blink, and it's over immediately. It's just – it's yeah. not fair to him. It's not fair to the team. It's not fair to us. Brutal. I mean, it, and it's – you're 100% right. And it's, it's how many how many times can this franchise take a hit like this? I mean, countless, numerous times. Can't even can't even name everything that has happened over the, over the last 30 years to this team – um, and this just is, this might, this is up there with the worst of the worst things that's ever happened to this team. Uh, I mean, and it's, it's nobody's fault, right? Uh, you know, it's not, you know, and you know, it's funny because this morning, a lot of people on Twitter, like Diana Rossini was do, did a report about how Rogers didn't like the, those type of play calls where he had to get the ball out quick and, and the, uh, the tackles had, with the cup blocks. I, I don't want to hear that, honestly, because listen, at the end of the day, it's a free a freak accident, right? You know, if he if he turns his foot a different direction, that maybe that doesn't happen, right? So I don't I don't want to hear that, um, and, and I don't I don't like that either. How how these reporters now are trying to push this narrative that oh Aaron Rodgers and I don't know if it's Rodgers camp that's pushing this. I don't know if this is just someone at ESPN or whoever just trying to trying to make a name for themselves and just saying crazy things. But I think that I think that's a cop out. I think that's ridiculous that that this guy gets hurt on a freak accident and now we're trying to push the fact that. Oh, he didn't like those plays because before the season, he said he loved Nathaniel Hackett and he, he loved him like a brother. And now all of a sudden, oh, he didn't like this play call. So I don't, I don't really buy that. Um, yeah, I'm with, you. I'm with you on that. I think there's no way that he would let him like, even if he's frustrated in the moment of getting hurt, he loves Nathaniel Hackett. I don't think he's blaming Hackett for his injury. Like you said, it's a, it was a freak accident. Um, it was a, th- a three-step drop. The ball had to come out quick. He held it too long. He took the sack and, that was it. You know, it's just, it's football sometimes. It's unfortunate, but that's a hundred percent. And, and listen, we pick up the pieces and we move on. Right. Like, 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 like Bill Parcell said, no one's going to feel sorry for you. This is the NFL. And I'm sure, I'm sure Salah's, uh, you know, uh, speech to the team today is probably similar. Listen, we have, we still have a good defense. I mean, we'll see. Listen, listen, I, I'm a season ticket holder. I'll still be at all the games. Um, and, and like we said, you know, defense will keep you in the game. Can Zach Wilson make enough plays to, to win more games than last year? I hope so. This roster, you know, is they're ready to win. And I just hope that Zach Wilson can win enough games. But like you said, I'm glad you're, you'll be out there, you know, to, to all these games. We're not giving up on the season. We're not just going to fold up the tent and say, that's it. We gave it a try. You know, we still watch, we'll still watch every single game and, and hope they can win. But now, you know, as you mentioned, uh, 
expectations change a little bit, which is a bummer. But yeah, final thoughts here uh, after this this injury and just the remaining expectations for this season. Yeah, I mean, I, like 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 we said the whole the whole time, right? I think I think there's sadness. Obviously, the, you know, it, it's tough. It's a tough way to go out, especially for Rogers the way the way he was so excited to play this season. Um, but at the end of the day, it's the, it's the NFL. People get hurt all the time. You know, these guys are professional athletes. It's, they get paid millions of dollars to play this sport. Someone else has to step up, step up, whether it's Zach Wilson or someone else, um, and and try to make the plays to take to take this team to to where it needs to go. Um, so we pick up the pieces and move on. And it starts with Dallas next week. You know, we got to come with a good game plan, offensively and defensively, to to help Zach and to shut down the the, the deck. Uh, Dak Prescott on the Cowboys, and then we see, and then we see what happens. So um, I think Jeff fans, listen, I'm, I'm with you. It's tough. It's hard to keep your head up, you know, especially with all these these people out there. You know, I got, like you said before, I got a million, I got a hundred texts from friends yesterday making making fun, um, and it's tough. It is, um, but keep your head up. You know, the, you know, we'll see what happens. Absolutely, Th- Corey. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks, man. Thank you so much to Corey for coming on again. uh, We had him on the program after the schedule release because uh, he was my schedule plug when that came out. So I wanted to get him back on and I'm sure we'll hear uh, more from him at at some point down the line here. Uh, Let's go to your voicemails. Now we're going to go first uh, out to Tommy calling in from Nassau County. He wants to discuss the field surface at MetLife Stadium. Hey, man, it was a podcast. Tommy from South Nashville. So I, I just left your message before I ran along. I don't know if he got it or not, but uh, something occurred to me while I was uh, while I was watching your show. I was watching a few podcasts. There's, uh, there's a bunch of footballers out there that are putting on podcasts. Obviously, the, the Kelsey brothers is one with a couple of black dudes. They're really funny. But um, a few times, it's come up on multiple, multiple occasions where people were talking about field surfaces. And without fail, almost every professional player mentions MetLife as being one of the worst surfaces in the NFL. The only one that people say was worse was the old field that had a, a baseball infield for the first half of the season, which it's really bushly for the NFL. You know, how much money do they make? They can't put down real grass. Like, um, but I was just wondering what you thought about that. Cause like, I was kind of watching Rogers fall from a distance and, uh, obviously anything can happen on any given play. So I'm not going to say, you know, this is solely attributable to the surface, but I mean, bro. Think about the money that they're giving this guy. You could have redone that surface a hundred times. Now, instead of having a, a, an elite quarterback, we may be stuck with Zach Wilson again this year. And I'm literally like so sick of this team and their bunky luck and their bullshit stadium. The only team in the fucking league with no stadium. And they happen to share a stadium with reportedly the worst surface in, in the sport. Um, yeah, I don't know what you, if you could expound on that, tell me what your thoughts are. Yeah, I, absolutely. I've seen a lot of our guys go down on, on hits and pulls that really, they shouldn't be. It doesn't, it doesn't work with it to me at all. The sad thing is they redid the surface this off season. This is fresh new turf that they put in. So they had really, really bad turf. They changed it to something completely different and it's played a factor. The wet. I don't know if it's the wet rain. I don't know what the hell it is, but they want grass. And if they want grass, there's got to be a way to get this straightened out. But even it like players say that they want grass and then they complained about the surface in the Super Bowl on a, you know, that was played on a grass field. So I, I, I don't know what the answer is. I really don't. I wish like I don't want that to come off as, you know, snarky or. Um, that I'm just being passive on the question because I think it's a good, it's it's a fair point with this surface at MetLife Stadium and they tried to change it. So you thought, okay, improvement, finally, maybe, and then you lose your quarterback on game one. So I don't know. I have no idea if it actually improved or not or what the answer is. Do you want to go to go back to grass? If that's really what they want, then do it. If that's what would make the league happy and what would make the players the most happy, 
then put the freaking grass in for all I care. Enough of these injuries. I'm so sick and tired about talking about this team with injuries year after year after year after fucking year. It is injuries with this team. Enough. It was supposed to be different. It was supposed to be different this year and immediately taken away. Change the goddamn field. Put the grass in. If that's what's gonna what it's gonna take, put the grass in. Malik in California. Good morning, Matt. Um, this is Malik from California. <sighs> Calling at three eight nine. I mean, what what the hell is that? I could start by saying, run the damn ball. Breeze Paul just ran thirty to forty yards, and we proceed to pass the ball. Every down since then until Aaron Rodgers got injured. And not just passing in any fashion. We're doing a quick pass so both of the tackles are chop blocking. Why are we chop blocking? It took me so long to call because I'm so pissed off. Like, this this happens every year. And I don't know what the hell Nathaniel Hackett was calling. Our run game was dominant last night, and we run the ball one time when Aaron Rodgers is on the field. Only one four time plays, though. when Aaron Rodgers is on the field. <laughs> Un-freaking-believable. And Zach Wilson is horrible. He, he's not our, our future quarterback. Um, I'm, I'm sorry for all the chefs to have, but it just not happened. That touchdown to Garrett Wilson, horrible. If it's, if it's any other cornerback, that's an interception. I'm, 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 I'm really sorry. Great play by Garrett Wilson, but I'm sorry. Bye, bye. Yep. Yeah, thank you for calling in, Malik. I know it was, uh, yeah, it's tough. Today, they the one thing I'll say is they gave Brees Hall 10 carries, Dalvin Cook 13 carries on the day. They ran the ball 28 times in total. Zach Wilson four times, Michael Carter uh, once. As a team, they only threw the ball 22 times. So I don't think, like, it was like, oh, they got to go out and you know, run the ball more. They did as a, as a unit. They absolutely did run the ball significantly more. And now you could say that um, – they shouldn't have went back-to-back pass, but there was obviously a disconnect with uh, the play calling in Aaron Rodgers, I thought, because it was quick three-step drops, and he's holding on to the ball. And the play that was, he was injured, you know, Dwayne Brown goes in for the the cut block, the dive in, right? Both him and Makai do that on the back-to-back plays. Don't love that, to be honest with you, but that shows you that 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 is designed to get the ball out of Rodgers' hands quickly. And if it's not there, throw it away. That's it. Like that is not a hey three step. I'm going to hold on to the ball. It's one two three. Boom. It's timing. Get, you got to get it in and got to get it out real quick. If it's not there, throw it away. He had Garrett underneath quickly. I don't know what he saw or what he was waiting for it to develop, but held on to it. Took the sack, and that was the season. They are going to have to run the ball a lot more now. Brees Hall still ran the ball 10 times coming off his first game back from an ACL injury. I know he averaged 12.7 yards per carry, but it's a long season. I don't want Brees Hall running the ball 20 times out of the gate. I think this is fine. I thought my prediction before the game was he would run the ball eight times. He ran it 10. Somewhere in that 8 to 12 range, I figured he would fall in. 10 for 127. 12.7 yards per attempt. It's crazy. Dalvin Cook 13 times, by the way. He had more carries. 33 rushing yards, 2.5 yards per attempt. So hopefully he looks a little bit better this week. Michael Carter, one carry, six yards on the day. Zach Wilson, four for six. A lot of the three tight end sets. uh, And get the fullback involved. It's going to be the 2009 Jets right here. Let's go out to, up next we have Constantine with his reaction. Hey, Matt, this is Constantine from Erie, PA. I just wanted to give you a call. Maybe hopefully I can get a redo 
on last night's call. Last night's call was done during a game, right after Aaron Rodgers got injured. When he got injured, it reminded me of the time that Vinny Testaverde uh, snapped his Achilles on opening day, and we had such a promising outlook for that season as well. Being a true Jets fan for as long as I have, it was a hard pill to swallow last night, and I might have said some things that were a little harsh about Zach Wilson. I should have never said that he he's a waste of sperm. You should never say that about any human being. <laughs> That's but harsh. That's hard. I will tough. say this, and I will say very confidently that he was a waste of a draft pick. Okay, we're not going anywhere with this guy at quarterback. If anybody watched the game last night, he was running for his life 40 yards behind the line of scrimmage, and he couldn't even get a five-yard pass off when he was close to the end zone. Now, he did hit Garrett Wilson at the end of the game, which was a big touchdown, and I'll give him credit for that. But you and I both know that when he goes to Dallas next week, if he's the quarterback under center, he's going to be running for his life again. And we were a team that was hyped up so much that we could possibly even win a Super Bowl. So to go from heaven to hell in a matter of a night is not a fun feeling. So my feelings are that the defense, again, did an outstanding, outstanding yeoman's job to handle the game and keep the game within reach. But the bottom line is, if we don't have an offense, that could sustain drives and move the ball down the field, that defense is going to get worn out. We're going to start suffering injuries on that side of the ball. And if that happens, we could pretty much write this season to a complete, complete disappointment, which for over 50 years, Jets fans are very used to, and we're sick of it. I watched Hard Knocks. I saw what the message was. I got pumped. But I told everybody, I said, we haven't won anything yet. We haven't won a Super Bowl. Everybody needs to calm the hell down. Now, as far as the quarterback position is, if Aaron Rodgers has an Achilles, which I think we all know by now that it probably is, we got to find another quarterback. we got to find a veteran that can at least be a game manager. Zach Wilson's not a game manager. He's just not. I'm sure he's a good kid, and I'm sure he, he means well, but too much has been done with his time at the Jets to just – there's no faith by the fans. There's none. Zero. And There is no faith right now with a large portion of the fan base. This is why I think they'll be active in looking to bring in a veteran, hopefully not a veteran like Joe Flacco. It's That will not be enough if they go out and bring in a Joe Flacco. It's got to be a different direction than than Joe. McCoy, Wentz, Jameis, trade for Heineke. Uh, there's a lo- there's a long list. I did a video yesterday on on guys went through a ton of different options. There are options out there. They are very adamant right at the moment, right now, subject to change. That Zach Wilson looks different, and that it's his team for now, or, or that it is his team. I'm adding the for now. But they have a tough schedule ahead. Going on the road to Dallas, not the same without Aaron Rodgers. Playing against the New England Patriots, not the same against Aaron, not the same without Aaron Rodgers. We saw what happened with Zach Wilson last year against that team. Jets should have beat him twice last year. With average quarterback play, they beat New England twice. I don't know if he does that. Can Jacoby Brissett do that? Can Taylor Heineke do that? Could Garner Minshew do that? Could Jameis Winston? Maybe. Maybe they could. Don't know. Changes a lot for this team. Really does change a lot for this team. Especially against that good defensive line that Dallas Cowboys have and their playmakers in the secondary. I understand the frustration. Let's close out. We got I got one more left in me. We'll do one more. Let's go to uh, Liam from Staten Island with his reaction. Hey, Matt, it's Liam from Staten Island. What's up, man? Uh, crazy win, crazy win. And if you didn't tune into the first three minutes of the game, you would have uh, you would have been pretty damn excited. But I just want to kind of go through the day a little bit, you know. Talking with my father at the tailgate, we're all talking about 99 and Testaverde and how awful that was and how we haven't been that excited 
for a game, for a game, week one, since 99. Then you see the storm clouds from the parking lot. It almost looks like they're coming out of the stadium. And I just text all my friends. I'm like, looks ominous. And then start of the game, crowd's all hype. And who do you bring out for the coin toss but Vinny Testaverde? And, of course, everyone in the section is making jokes. Oh, let's hope this isn't like 99. Ha, 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 yeah, yeah. And then it happens. And you could hear a pin drop in the stadium. It was just the emotion died. And you could, you could see it in the team. They were emotionally distraught. You know, they were not playing the way they should be playing the first half. I'm now ho- – and then they picked it up, you know. Like, they stepped up in that second half, you know, and they, they won the game against a really formidable Bills team. My question to you is, now that we know Aaron is done, and next game you're going to come into the stadium knowing it's Zach starting and the energy is going to be there from start to finish – I think this team has what it takes to win multiple football games. Aaron Rodgers is not the only reason we're a good team this year. It was many, many things. And Zach just has to be like Sanchez. He just has to run the offense. He's just got to hand the ball off and stop us from losing games. He doesn't have to win games for us. Just looking to see how you think about that, what you feel. And as always, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Yeah, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. A lot of similarities to that 1999 New York Jets team. That is for damn sure. I will give you that. Uh, and as far as with that Zach and Mark Sanchez comparison, yeah, this, I think this team is going to look a lot like that 2009 Jets team. I really do. I think if they get in, they're getting in with nine wins. I think there's going to be some games where he does just enough, and I think there's going to be a couple games that he loses the UD game because he's, uh, he's going to turn the ball over. I hope that he could be that game manager. We're not so sure. Malik, Constantine, they're not so sure. I think we saw some glimpses of it in small sample sizes. Again, Buffalo game last year, Miami game last year, parts of the Green Bay game last year, second half against Pittsburgh last year. And we also got some horrific moments where it's like, oh, my God, this kid cannot be on the field. Minnesota, uh, not Minnesota, excuse me, uh, Jacksonville in both New England games. We'll see. It is a weird feeling right now in Jets land. Uh, We are going to try to get excited about the rest of this season. We have the rest of this season to talk, you know, to get through and to talk about. But the big story is fans reacting to losing Aaron Rodgers. That's the big story right now. Defense is great. They have talent, skill positions. Special teams is really good. Fun coaching staff. A GM that I like, and a question mark at quarterback. It always goes back to the question mark at quarterback. Thank you so much for tuning in. Once again, I am Matt O'Leary. Subscribe here if you're new, and I'll catch you next time.